Algar Productions. You are listening to the Post-Atomic Horror Podcast with Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Supplemental Episode 38. Hi, friends. It's, Hello. It's your old pals, Alan Matt. Yep. Your old pals, Alan Matt, and we've made it to yet another supplemental episode of our yes. podcast. It's it's number 38. Matt. Wow, really? This is the 38th supplemental we've done. Someone asked, because, um, you know, we did pass the big milestone. We got mm-hmm. through Enterprise, which means we got through the entirety of everything we said we would do from the beginning. There's there's still more to go now. But, oh, of course. You know, the original mission has, has been achieved, and someone said, have you actually, guys, have you done 400 episodes? And... Yes, if you total up the 370 mm-hmm. we've done plus the supplementals, we've done more than that. So Does that make this uh, start uh, Pa Phase 2? Uh, or Pa the know, Next Generation? I feel like there's probably a better way to say that. I mean, remember in our very first episode when we said we would never do set phasers to fun jokes? I feel like Next Generation jokes should be in that. I remember that, but now I don't care anymore because it's been nine <laughs> years. Eight years. It's been eight years. Yeah, you keep saying nine because we started podcasting together nine years ago, mm-hmm. but this show is eight years old. I love that on our first anniversary of podcasting, we said to each other, let's do more of this. Yeah. Oh, I remember pitching it to you and thinking, he's never going to go for this. And you said, hell yeah. You fool, I'll go for whatever. Nah, that's certainly not true. If I if I pitched something like that, if I said, hey, I love Scott Bakula so much, let's now watch all of Quantum Leap, you'd, you'd probably say no. I Honestly, I think about it. Mm. I after I read some choice quotes from Bakula in the 50 year mission mm. I don't want anything to do with him ever again <laughs> I read one of those in the when we covered the finale because mm-hmm. he said uh, I thought we I thought the Zindi arc was great I thought that's what the show should have been about yeah mm. fuck off Scott yeah the Zindi in World War Two. yeah that's no, what that, that was that was about. that was that was Rick Berman's I, I oh but, I know trust me yeah. I'm still mad about it you know who we never have to like. We never have to watch anything by Rick Berman ever again, mm-hmm. ever. Not, ah. not a single thing. Satisfying, really. Think about it. It, mm. it is. Um, we should probably briefly discuss. There's not much to talk about because it's all rumors at this point. But sure. Um, what's his name? Kurtzman uh, signed a deal with CBS to develop up to five other uh, Trek spinoffs. Yeah, I uh, I retumbled this I guess earlier in the week with the, the mm-hmm. with the line. Well. We'll be doing this for a while longer. Yeah. And, you know, that's good. Mm-hmm. On on the other hand, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Just keep rolling that boulder up the hill. I was just going to say, we pushed the boulder. I was going to make that exact same analogy. <laughs> They've just put more boulders. That's mm-hmm. not how it's supposed to work. It's supposed to be the same boulder, at least. This is a new shiny boulder. boulder. Yeah. I mean, we still got Discovery to do, but, you know, I was kind of looking forward to between seasons for Discovery. We could we could kind of wander off the beaten path and do some, you know, other mm-hmm. stuff. And now it just might be all Star Trek all the time, which is, you know, also good. I mean, you know, it, it it's going to depend on, you know, what the individual Star Treks are. Like, for yeah. example, if that con show is made, I don't <sighs> particularly want to watch that show. They've been trying to get that off the ground since... Discovery was in its early uh, stages. And Can we I just know... talk about how that's a bad idea? Uh, yes, it's a very bad idea. It's, um, uh, I want to say Nick Meyer. Yeah, Nick Meyer, who mm-hmm. did uh, Wrath of Khan, has been attached to it for quite some time. And it's like, the guy, 
made good Star Trek, mm-hmm. and it wasn't just that one. He also did six. Yeah, like, he he can do these characters well, but the what's great about him is not specifically Khan, Nooney, and Singh. Let's yeah. let's do something else, okay? I mean, like, look, if anyone is gonna do it, it should be him. Like, he's probably got I the best guess. pitch of anyone, but no one should do it. We like, just revisited that in a movie that we hated for that reason. <sighs> like. That wasn't that long ago. It was like five years ago. And I mean, like, let's be honest here. Like, Khan's a good villain, but he's not a revisiting villain, you know? Like, No, and we've talked about this. Like, one of the things we've come out of all of Star Trek with is mm-hmm. they don't have a lot of great villains. There's a yeah. few. There's, out of 700 plus episodes, there's maybe 10, 12 mm-hmm. good villains. That's not that many. Yeah. So maybe at least try to make some good ones or revisit i don't know i still think garth of izar has got some potential i think like there's a couple others from the original series you might bring back Mm -hmm. i was thinking today because i knew we were going to be recording this and Mm -hmm. i was thinking it's like what what new like what new star trek would really capture me what would i really want to sort of do and i realized what i really want to do want to have happen is there to be a another 90s show that i just never watched because like Uh... So you mean like next gen and DS9 at its peak, you want something at that level. Yeah, but also I want the quality to be like I want yeah. it to be that aesthetic too. Yeah. Like I I, I feel what you're saying, go, but as time goes, you know, Enterprise evolved and it looks it looks different than TNG, yeah. DS9 and Voyager. And Discovery looks di- and the movies looked it all looks different. I want something that was like, "Oh, by the way, Matt, you forgot about this this entire Star Trek show that existed from like 1992 to 1999." Okay, I'm going to head off the countless tweets and emails and everything else and just say, you want to watch the Orville. Okay, now we're not going to talk I about I don't want to watch the Orville. Yeah, but I watched the first episode show... of the Orville. It was fine. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But I, as I've said many times, the the fans of that show ruined it for me by because that show happened to air around the same time as Discovery, and yeah. they would not shut up about how this is real Star Trek. And and it it's that whole, and that's why I don't agree with you on a good Star Trek show would be because it's that let's go back to the nineties and make it all like next gen again. Like mm-hmm. that's, it just makes me think of all those original series fans that were against next gen because they wanted it to be like the sixties. Oh, sure. Like do something new, man. Yeah. That's what I got discovery for is something new. Uh, I, that's not new enough for me. Like I enjoy it. We'll talk about it very soon mm-hmm. in a week. We're going to talk very about excited. It. Yes. And uh, I I want to be very clear that I don't unconditionally love that show. It's got a lot of problems. It's oh, yeah. a mess. But it's got a lot of good stuff going for it, too. It it, it, is, look, it is definitely a show I enjoyed. I enjoyed more of it than I didn't, but there's a lot I really didn't like. Mm. But it's great for this podcast because it, there's a lot to talk about. And they finally broke out of that stale Rick Berman mold of... Here's yeah. the same way we tell the same goddamn five stories. That's what the god. That's what the the uh, the, the franchise needed was just yes. But it's also another damn prequel. Yeah, and we're tied up with Spock, and we're tied up with the Enterprise, and it's like guys, there's other. St- it's a I mean, whole big galaxy, man. I've been saying this for. I've been saying this since uh, since Into Darkness came out, and I took a step back and analyzed it. Like, mm-hmm. they continue to make very safe choices when it comes yeah. to New Trek. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, the safest choice of all was Trek 2009, which is just a remake. 
It, like, it was, but I mean, they took the core concepts and they brought it forward. I don't know. I, don't get me. Don't. I'm not saying it's bad. I would no. never say that. I love that movie. Yeah, that's what got this but whole I am thing saying started. Doing a re, doing what they did, doing a Trek remake, is a very safe choice, and they have continued yeah. to make very safe choices when it comes to new Trek. But I would say Trek 2009 is very much uh, like uh, Abrams' other big tentpole movie, which is The Force Awakens, which mm. is. That guy, I read a really good piece, and I can't remember where I read it now, that said that guy's biggest strength, he's a pretty good director, he's sure. okay, but his biggest strength is casting. Mm-hmm. He can pick the exact perfect right person for someone, you know, for, for the role. And uh, particularly with Star Trek, like, recasting characters we were already very familiar with yep. is very difficult. And mm-hmm. I have no problem with anyone in that whole cast. No, you got you're check out for the first time. Yeah, no, I've never thought of it for, like that before. But you're absolutely right. Everyone and, in that new, it, like every one of those new guys, is just perfect for their role. Yeah, and same with Star Wars. Like mm-hmm. Force Awakens was a fun, safe movie that got all the pieces in place for someone to come in and do something bold. And, yeah. uh, and I loved the hell out of Last Jedi. And oh you know, yeah, some people don't, and those people can go to hell. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Let's be very clear on that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you if you didn't like it for legit reasons, that's fine. If you didn't like it for garbage reasons, then go to hell. If you if you if you chase that poor woman who played Rose off the Internet, then you can go fuck yourself right yeah. now. We don't want you listening to our show because she was the show is not full. Yeah. And no, you're was... a dick. Yeah. And I don't like but you. I, but what I'm saying is Star Trek needs something like that because mm-hmm. the guy who directed uh, Last Jedi took all the stuff that that uh, Abrams set up in the first one and built something a little new and a little different. And it was still clearly Star Wars, but it, it took it into new, different directions. And that's what Star Trek needs. Yep. Like, it still needs to be recognizably Star Trek. I think we, we just need a leap similar to original series to next gen. Absolutely. And that hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Everyone's, like, wants to play it safe, like you say. Mm. And it's like, well... Okay, especially if there's fucking five things in the works. Make yeah. one of them a bo- one of those is might be a Picard show. Yeah, I like I don't want that. I, I really... love Patrick Stewart. I love Jean-Luc Picard, but I've seen that show. Don't don't do do not bring these guys any of these guys back. I do not If there's one thing I know, I I do not need to see these guys back when they're old. Yeah, because that kind of I don't I, uh, I don't know. I was about to say that kind of ruins it, but on the other hand, some of the best original series stories came from those movies. I mean, you're right. Like, I love Trek Six, which is about yeah. nothing else except the original crew is very old now. Yeah. I just, I don't know if you can do that again. Well, I, I was saying this on Twitter. I've said this for years. What I think, like, my ideal show mm-hmm. would be go animated and you use uh, JLU, Justice League Unlimited, as yep. your template. And you make it, because that show had a cast of, like, a thousand characters Mm -hmm. in interrelated, essentially, anthology stories that built a bigger story. Yep. And you do an animated thing that could be set in Kirk's time or Pike's time or Cisco, whatever you want to do, and it all maybe builds to one big story or maybe not, but then you get all the original guys if you want, but their voices, they're they're not physically there. Yep. So Patrick Stewart, it doesn't matter that he looks 7,000 years old. He still sounds like Patrick Stewart. He absolutely does. So, that I mean, to me, that's that would be a good way to go. I would watch that in a, in a, in a friggin' minute. Yeah. 
but they're not going to do that. They'll no, keep of course doing not. safe stuff. They'll do like it'll be a Tribbles animated series or mm-hmm. something. I pick... guarantee they're looking at a Klingon series. I just, I mean, we already have that with Discovery, <laughs> and I hate it. But <laughs> like, uh, very soon we'll get to that. Literally next week. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, let's let's answer some mail. I sure. Think, uh, I think, broadly speaking, we are cautiously optimistic. Would you say about about more Trek? Yeah, I mean. Until like, I've I, proven otherwise, like my philosophy through my entire life has always been, yes, please give me more Star Trek. So mm, five Voyager. shows is a little worrying, but, you know, yeah. up until about 10 minutes ago, there were also supposed to be nine new Star Wars movies coming out. Yeah, and, uh, that that, no, that news dropped literally just before we started recording that they're not going to do that now. Yeah. So, yeah, we we will see what happens. And I, what I think is one or two of these might surface. Mm hmm. But I also think whatever they're pitching right now is going to be very different from what we finally see. If you oh, remember, sure. uh, Discovery was supposed to take place after Star Trek VI. And then at another point, it was supposed to be an anthology show where each season took place at a different time. Mm-hmm. So obviously shows change drastically between conception and, and air. So, And of course, you'll only be able to see all of these on CBS All Access. Ugh. I get Disney by CBS like it's buying everything else. <laughs> That's what'll make the world better is one company owning everything. That's it's absolutely true. You know why? Cuz I won't have to change the channel. I know. I know. As a as a nerd that that seems like the easiest way, but as a human being, uh, man. Look, I've heard all the arguments and you know what? You're right. All the property yeah. shouldn't be owned by one company. But also, I want to see the Fantastic 4 make in a decent movie, which I, takes precedence nice. over anything else. <laughs> One company which, let's be clear, has completely, like, single-handedly changed the copyright laws so oh, yeah. that everything, own, like, everything reverts to them forever indefinitely. Mm-hmm. What a great like, company. Yeah. They sure are. I mean, they're bringing on you all the stuff you like, so. Mm-hmm. I, someone mentioned that they might finally be hashing out this bullshit between CBS and Paramount because uh, that would make me I would happy. love if the movies and the TV shows could play nice together. It's so it's so dumb. Yeah. Yeah, Just, I mean we have in to the keep 90s, these things separate. In the 90s we had next gen movies happening at the same time as DS9 and Voyager and mm-hmm. it was great. Like I I wasn't always like I didn't love all the next gen movies. I didn't love a lot of Voyager, but it was still cool that all of those things existed. Sure. And the next gen movies could work in a cameo from the EMH or, or uh, uh, Admiral Janeway mm-hmm. or no one from DS9. <laughs> well, but, you know, nobody likes DS9 except for Star Trek Online. And I don't like Star Trek Online, so that doesn't help us. Yeah. Okay, let's see. Okay, uh, they almost got me. No, I, um, Google does that thing where when I open Chrome, it recommend like it, it learns what I like. And mm-hmm. so it shows me stories about stuff that I like. And so top of the list is always Star Trek stuff. And it says uh, something, something Jem Hadar. I'm like, ooh, Jem Hadar in Star Trek Online. Oh, yep. man, I don't care about that. that. That's great for DS9 fans who also like uh, Star Trek Online. But mm-hmm. I tried it and it sucks. Yeah, It doesn't I... suck. My computer sucks. I might have to revisit this. <laughs> Very well. Uh, let's see. Our first email comes from John Wiggins, uh, and oh, um, describing this would be tedious. I will put it in the show notes. It is one of those. Uh, the, uh, how do you even describe that that meme of the two guys yelling at each other and throwing chairs? Oh, biker yellers. Yeah, bike yellers. That's it. 
I, I know there's a real name for it, but if people are going to call Kermit the Frog Tea Lizard, then I'm going to call them. Are people calling Kermit the Frog Tea Lizard? Oh, did you not? This is like a year or two ago. This, do, people, um, do people not know that Kermit the Frog is like a guy? Oh, did... okay. This is even worse because we're on a morning show on ABC, which is owned by Disney, which owns the Muppets. Like uh-huh. it's, it's the same company because Disney owns everything. Sure. See, what previous. a great company. <laughs> But, um, yeah, there was somebody, like, they showed the meme, you know, the uh, Kermit the drinking tea, the, the tea. tea sipping, yeah. yeah. And the host called him Tea Lizard because I guess they've never heard of Kermit the Frog because they're an inhuman monster. Are they cloning their hosts now? That actually I, makes a lot of sense to me. I don't know. Tea Lizard. And seen here, Tea Lizard enjoying a sip of uh, a sip of tea. Made me so angry. That's the um, dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. It's pretty terrible. Okay, let's see. Uh, this Oh, uh, this is from Richard. Uh, we actually played this in a previous episode. This is the uh, Ponfar Jug Band <laughs> thing. Yeah! Yeah! Just in case you guys missed it for whatever reason, I do know we should say uh, welcome back listeners who got tired of us just being in horrible pain every week yeah, for no, Enterprise. We, welcome back. We 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 get it. We were I sad don't blame too. You a bit. We didn't yeah. get to leave. It couldn't have been a very good podcast experience to hear us say the same crap for an entire year. Oh, man. But- I, we had to do what was in front of us, and we tried our best to keep it interesting. We we have a lot of different guests. We tried to mix up our summaries a bit, but it's still, you know, the same five stories over and over again. Should have made that musical episode. I knew it. Mm, you know, I mean, Gav does poems at the end of every season. He the, does the, do poems. It's not much of a further step to put those to music. Like, he's I, already writing the lyrics. And Brian does, and Brian sings. If we could con- combine yeah. those two, we could get the music, and we two people wouldn't have to help. That's true. I mean, I have on more than one occasion made original music, but we'll just pretend I don't know how because I don't want to. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Oh, this one comes from Justin, and he is written in with, this is actually as of the beginning of season four of Enterprise. All right. This probably needs to be updated. I'm going to put this in the show notes for sure. Uh, This is a list of all the times Archer has gone to jail. Oh, my God. (laughs) Thank you, Justin. Okay. And as of this email, it was 16 times, but... (laughs) This does not factor in the majority of season four. 16 times out of... Okay. Okay. You want me to read you some of them? I mean, I believe you, but yeah, no, go ahead, please. Okay, I am not. I won't read all 16, but just just a few. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so in the pilot, Broken broken Bow or Bow, we never actually figured out which one that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, captured by the Suliban. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me skip around a bit. Detained. Captured by Dean Stockwell. It's right there in the, it's right there in the title on that one. Mm-hmm. Ceasefire. Captured by Susie Plaxon. Lucky uh, bastard. Bounty, captured by a Tellarite. Mm-hmm. The Expanse, captured by Future Man. Uh, Azadi Prime, captured by the Galaxy Quest Lizard. And Zero Hour, captured by Space Nazis. And I skipped over a whole bunch of these. Sure. But, uh, so, you know. all told, a quarter of the episodes Archer has spent in prison. Probably. Again, That's impressive. This, this, is, this is as of the very beginning of Season 4, so there's a bunch more, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go through and... and figure it out i'm willing to say with season four we're up to a quarter of the episodes yeah they were almost exactly 100 which makes it easy to do statistics on this show and mm-hmm. yeah they probably made it to 25 uh so yeah i'll put that in the show notes for awesome. anyone who's interested in seeing that that is that is just 
that is insane. And Justin, thanks for doing that yeah. work because I don't want to think about Enterprise anymore. <laughs> also, uh, the occasional disparaging remark notwithstanding, how do you feel about just saying no more Enterprise after this? Like, just, just, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah, no, I'm done. This like is it. this were... is this is uh, this yeah. is the last enterprise discussion that we will have. Although after that, yeah. I am happy yeah. to never talk about it again. Yeah, I mean it. It happened. We mm-hmm. did. You know, like however many episodes we did, forty some episodes yep. covering it, and and now we've done that. It happened. So. We made it through. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has happened. I saw it happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, we mm-hmm. saw it happen <laughs> over and over and over. Uh, still. To this day, the worst show I've ever watched on purpose. It's, uh, I cannot think, because, you know, every other TV show I've ever had, I had the free will to say to myself, yeah. I could stop watching this. That's why I always put that caveat in there, on purpose. Mm-hmm. I've flipped by some things or I've watched one episode and say, ooh, this is bad. Oh, sure. I watched Two and a Half Men with my dad on at least three different occasions. <laughs> There's a couple of very popular shows right now that I will not say out loud because people yell at me and also... I don't want to be a dick Mm -hmm. that I think are really terrible, but I love them. So what are you going to do? Okay. This one comes from Mike X and it's entitled what Uh, guys, guys, I just noticed something. So at the beginning of episode number, whatever, when blue Jeffrey Combs is crawling out of a pile of wreckage and ranting about Tellerite swine, Mm -hmm. which I thought was a little uh, on the nose. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, so right after that cold open, just as the screen faded to black, two of the sweetest words in the English language appeared inside a little button on the Netflix app. Skip intro. <laughs> I can't tell you what a relief it is to hit a little button and skip that sonic cheese instead of scrubbing forward too far, then back and forth, and oh no, he's got faith in the heart, make it stop! <laughs> and finally ending up at the start of Act 1 and everything's all better, except it's not because, well, it's the start of Act 1. But at least it's Season 4, which is the best season ever, right? The answer is no. <laughs> So, having finished my TNG rewatch, which was almost completely awesome, uh, just one quick which is worse question. Uh, TNG Season 7 versus all of Enterprise. Don't answer too fast. Do remember what Bever got up to in Season 7. We remember what what Bever got up to in Season 7, and I will say this, it's still fucking Enterprise. Half of Next Gen uh, season seven, as I recall, was bad. They were they mm-hmm. definitely their last year. They were phoning it in. There were some good ones. There were some terrible ones. Oh, I'm not going to say that season seven was good. No, it was like I've always said that show is kind of on a bell curve. It mm-hmm. started out real weak. It got great in the middle, and then it got kind of weak again. But like, but th- I mean, it does th- not hold there a were candle to a condal, <laughs> which appeared in season condal. seven. Yes, so. it did. I like I I will tell you this if nothing else I like the characters in TNG except Worf yeah. like I, I'm yeah, happy I, to see those characters Okay let, but let's be clear you still like watching Worf right he's yes. one of those you 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 like to hate him kind of characters Yes it's been a while so I will clarify that I like hating Worf but okay. like TNG like that's still people I like that's a ship I like mm-hmm. I hate everybody on on fucking Enterprise except for like two people Yeah no, I liked, I mean, liked or was indifferent to, to about half of them, but I hated the captain so much. Yeah, that's that's such a big thing coming out coming out of Enterprise. Yeah. Hating the captain. Yeah. And and we we realized that pretty damn quick that we weren't Yeah, but he was boring at first. The thing we hated him for the most really didn't kick off until season three. Well, like, I mean we, the whole we, uh he was the whole boring. stealing a ship thing really sort of Yeah, 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 yeah. But all the torture, too. Yep. 
But I mean, prior to that point, we didn't like him just because he wasn't clicking with us because mm. he was kind of boring. There wasn't anything interesting there. But then, oh boy, then there was something interesting. Just oh yeah, not like you like. Yeah, no, I like, and that's why enterprise. That's why enterprise is always gonna like. It's gonna lose any enterprise or whatever argument because the yeah. show is bad, the characters are bad, and the captain is bad. But the but but what Mike is saying here is season four, which is which was okay. Well, I'll give them some credit to the people who say this. It was better season four because they finally started realizing they were part of Star Trek and mm-hmm. tried to tie in, but it was too little, too late. And not always the right stuff, but uh, I would say season four of Enterprise was better than the rest of Enterprise, but it was still not better than any season of Voyager or anything else. Man, a dog turd covered in cotton candy is still a dog turd. Yeah. Like, just because it's slightly better than what we got before doesn't mean it's good. No, but, you know, we liked those Vulcan episodes Mm -hmm. and the Mirror Universe was fun. Yep. For one episode. Yeah, there were a couple of things that were all right. No, I'm. I, I'll tell you this: there were certain, there were episodes in Enterprise that were not bad. Yeah. There were a couple, a very few couple, that were good. I I have tried to make a top ten list in all the previous series, mm-hmm. and I could not come up with ten episodes out yeah. of the ninety eight that I liked. Maybe five, mm-hmm. but not ten. Like, like I definitely, for sure, for the sake of this show talked up episodes that I wasn't crazy about just because I could not stand coming on and saying I hate this I hate this I hate everything oh so, was that an option because I just fucking <laughs> no I there there were times where I certainly didn't lie but I certainly tried to be a little more positive than maybe I would have been you know objectively because mm-hmm. again I think it's a boring show if we're just mad all the time so if you go back and say no you like 10 episodes no not mm-hmm. really I I tried to put a happy face on five of them probably yeah, so no season seven. I would watch. I would rewatch season seven of uh, uh, TNG in a second. There's still I would some rewatch good stuff season one of Next Gen over. Uh, yep, over inter- any season of Enterprise. Like if nothing else, you still got the. If nothing else, you still got. What's the last episode called? You still got the last episode Neutral of TNG zone. to look forward to. Oh yeah, all good things. Mm-hmm. All good things. Yeah. Yep, they they said that exact title in Enterprise's finale. They sure did to remind you that uh, TNG is a show you like. Yeah, that's like what I was talking about before, the whole like fetishization of, of next gen. I yep. don't want that. Yep. That's why when you said there should be another 90s show, I was like, no. I just, end of the day, I just like the aesthetic, honestly. I know. I know you do. I know. I, I prefer to, like, if we're talking about that alone, I'm talking, I think the 60s. But I mean, you know. that is also true. But I also, this show about the future sure spends a lot of time in the past. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, move yeah it really does. God damn it. Forward. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, let's see. This one comes from Ben, and Ben says, Hi, Ben. I stumbled, I stumbled across a great series of articles today about Deep Space Nine and its themes and how they mm. hold up today. I thought you might enjoy them, so here's a link to the first one. Oh, thank you. And we will definitely put that in the show notes. It is on thefederalist.com. All so, right. Uh, no, I, I am always happy with people realizing how good Deep Space Nine is. Yeah, because for so long it's for so long it was really the forgotten trek, you know. It still is to some extent. It's definitely getting more respect these days. Yeah. But, uh, when when you talk to your average person who hasn't watched much Star Trek, they mm-hmm. don't even know what that is. No, I uh, 
I was at uh, I was at I think I've told this story on the show before. I was at Christmas at my dad's uh, a couple of years back, and we were watching uh, uh, MythBusters, and they were heading to commercial, and they were like, "And after this, we're gonna settle the age old question: Who's better, uh, Kirk or Picard?" And I go Cisco, and everyone in the room looked at me like, "What? Who's that? What word did you just say? That's not a real word." Yeah, and you should know, Matt. You you like Star Trek? Yeah. Don't you do that that silly puppet show about it? You do that weird radio program that none of us have figured out how to listen to. Yeah, they or don't just really choose want to not anyway. to listen to because it's re- like it's not like yeah. it's a podcast, guys. It's 2018. It's not hard to figure out. Yeah, I'm not asking no. for much here, but a little support would be nice. <laughs> we don't need that, Matt. We have our own listeners, <laughs> presumably. <laughs> oh, we got we got email from all kinds of people. Here's That's someone true. I don't think we've heard from before. Uh, this is Charlotte, who says, "Hi, Charlotte." Uh, I just wanted to remind you that if Trip had stayed on the Columbia, he would have gone back in time and crash-landed on an alien planet and either died or become one of the first Borg 4,500 years in the past. Just keep that in mind. You're right, Charlotte. Him that dying is, is probably better, if that's what you wanted to hear from me. It, well, I, this was written before we dealt with Trip's death. It was just when he came back to Enterprise. I mean, really, by that logic, because that's a book, Trip is safe in the books. Well, yeah, I I still think the way they dealt with it in the books, like it was the best they could come up with, but it's sure. still pretty stupid. It, yeah, no, it's not great. So in case uh, you missed it, us talking about this before, uh, because the finale was framed as uh, Riker and Troy watching what happened on the holodeck, the idea is that the historical record has been altered by Section 31 mm-hmm. of because course. Trip's a spy now. Yep, but... That's that's not even the worst part. The worst part is uh, this is discovered by Jake and Nog. I I assume trying to steal another baseball for Cisco. Probably. I uh, I don't know, man. And I love those characters, but if you're going to introduce that element, is that mm-hmm. the best way to do it? <laughs> yeah. You know, that whole show has a whole spy thing of its own that it could probably delve into if it really wanted to. Yeah, you could you could get Bashir and Sloan involved, and then it ties into, uh, well, whatever. Ah, my dear doctor, would you like to hear the story of how Trip Tucker survived exploding? Well, I would, Garrick. Thank you for this wonderful gift. <laughs> this is the closest uh, you're ever going to get to my DS9 fan fiction. By the way, they have sex afterwards. I mean, they did all the time, as far as I understand. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Let's see. This one comes from Ermintrude, and it says, Hello, Pa Crew. Mike Just a quick little... No, you said that last time. Did I? Of course I fucking yes. did. Okay, this moving is, on. This is their first name, Ermintrude. Oh. Um, Hello, Pa Crew. Just Hello. a quick little observation. Why Voyager, instead of this abomination, is regularly considered worst Trek ever trademark sign is beyond me, but I guess the woman captain thing has something to do with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, once you're done with Trek, you should review BoJack Horseman. I or mean... Matt's, or Matt's favorite show, Sliders. <laughs> okay, That's first of all, favorite. fuck you. Secondly... <laughs> we, uh, we have tried uh, in, in brief... Uh, experiments to discuss comedy shows, and it just descends into us quoting the comedy show the yeah, whole time. Yeah, we. I remember way back in the day, back when we were doing SV, we tried to do an episode about with Flonk about Homestar Runner, and we just yeah. spent an hour quoting Homestar Runner. Yeah, doing the dumb voices, and it did not help if you because 
what I would like to do is a thing like that, that like with this show where you've never seen Star Trek, you listen to us, it sounds interesting to you. But if it's so inside that you don't get it, you're never going to get it. Yeah. Like, you know, that's why we do summaries. That's why we we try to talk about the stuff we like to like, you know, the the best compliment I've gotten since we started the show is you guys made this show sound really good. So I'm mm-hmm. going to watch it now. Nice. And it's hard to do that with uh, with comedy because we're just going to say the funny words. All that being said, you should definitely watch BoJack Horseman. It's fucking great. Oh, yeah. It is one of my favorite. Uh, that and The Good Place are probably my favorite currently yep. airing shows. Two best shows on TV right now. Although Venture Brothers is coming back real soon, so I don't know. I, hotly Venture Brothers is a great show. It is not a show that I would ever refer to as on TV right now. I, but it's coming back very soon. Like, it's back this summer. Mm-hmm. So God, really? This summer? Yeah. yeah. God, has it really been two and a half years? Yeah, it has. My God. <laughs> How many episodes did we get this time? Four? I Probably. Last time we got eight. We had to wait two years and we got eight episodes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know why people, I mean, you're probably right because woman captain, which sucks. I, I will also say this, um, uh, enterprise has that, as, like that, that more modern aesthetic that tricks you into thinking it's good. Yeah. But we said this a million times. The look of the show was the only thing it had going for it. Yep. That That's also the only consistent thing we praised. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also if you want, uh, a, a mid two thousands, uh, show that looks about like that and deals with some hardcore post 9-11 politics stuff watch Battlestar Galactica it's better yeah it's much better it's better on every level and I was a little disappointed by some of the places it went but broadly speaking it's a much better series yeah rough ending great show I I, there was a bit in the middle that kind of sagged for me Mm -hmm. and when they came out with that thing, I was just talking to Amanda about this the other day for some reason, that that uh, uh, TV movie, uh, The Plan, to try to tell us what the Cylon's plan was the whole time, and that made it abundantly clear they didn't have one. I, the thing with that show is that you didn't have to say they had a plan. Yeah, I know. You just kept, like, if you, like, you but never had, the to, opening had credits to specifically lay it out. But it was in the opening credits every week. They have a plan. So they yeah, their plan obligated. was to fucking infiltrate Battlestar Galactica and I, I wipe know, out all I the know, humans. The shit ain't hard. They felt obligated to say, no, they had a plan, look, and that made it worse. Mm-hmm. So they, they had a couple of missteps. But overall, if I were to name my top, say, five shows of that period, that would definitely be in there. It was a great show. God, I love Battlestar. I'm, it might be time yeah. to watch Battlestar Galactica again. Could be. I mean, it does a lot of what Enterprise tried to do only well. Yep. And a lot of good characters, a lot of good, you know, like I like that captain a good deal. Mm-hmm. That was a good captain. I will also forever tell the story anytime I have the chance of Edward James almost glaring at my puppet. Oh, <laughs> I, I thought you were going to tell the story of uh, watching Razor. No, what? <laughs> no. The, the, next time on Battlestar Galactica. Oh. <laughs> Admiral Kane has been having sex with a woman. Brought to you by Brought Quiznos. Brought to you by Quiznos. Yeah. Mm-mm, tasty. <laughs> <laughs> no, this was uh, when we used to do the Emerald City Comic Con, when we were welcome at the Emerald City Comic Con. Uh-huh. So it was quite some time ago now. Not that I'm bitter. Um, oh, of course not. And one of the one of the dumb little tricks we would do at our table is to have puppets. And eventually we had these awesome Star Trek puppets that Nate made for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but early on, we did, because it was a Comic-Con, we had uh, Neil Gaiman and Alan Moore, which we did as hilarious comedy characters. Yes. 
And we were you so know, popular, we, appre- we appeared on Comics Alliance once. Uh, Comics Alliance and a bunch of others. Yeah. IO9, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have this, like, in our bio where it says we've been writing together for this long. I, that's definitely in there as far as, like, and we've been covered by all these websites. Neil Gaiman has definitely seen our puppet show. Oh, he has. Someone sent it to him, and he said something on Twitter, like, oh, Lord. Like, that was <laughs> it. But, but that means he saw it. But as Neil Gaiman, which I just did as our Nick voice. Uh, hello. <laughs> um, uh, I, I happened, like, I was at the table, and um, Edward James almost walked by because <laughs> he was on his way to a panel or whatever. Sure. And... And I just said, so say we all. <laughs> and he just glared, not at me, but at the little Neil Gaiman puppet on my hand. And it was one of the greatest moments of my life. I'll get you for this puppet. I, I, nothing is funnier to me in the world than people treating a puppet like it's a real thing. Yep. Like in Arrested Development, when Franklin talks and everyone gets mad at Franklin, but not at Job. Yep. So good. All right. Uh, My number this... one question for season five has been, when is Franklin coming back? Yeah, not yet, but there's still more to come. So. That's true. Uh, this one comes from Darren. Hi, Darren. Hey, guys. I Hi. found your podcast when you were about 30 episodes into your journey. I went back to the first episode, eventually caught up, and now follow along each week. Well, thank uh, I you. Wanted, I wanted to congratulate you both for producing such a funny and insightful show and for reaching the goal that you set out to achieve. I guess everyone has their own reasons for taking the journey with you. I started as a Star Wars fanboy, interested in expanding my knowledge and appreciation of other pop culture franchises. Some of the best parts of any journey is finding someone to share it with and having some fun along the way. However, it is truly rewarding when, you're experience, when you experience something along the journey that you didn't initially set out to find. The thing I discovered is also what I believe to be the standout feature of your podcast. I respect the way that you take a fun, intelligent, and reasoned approach to the way you critique and review each episode. You don't just present an opinion, but you back it up with why you feel that way. You not only respect each other's opinions, uh, but you are willing to be proven wrong. I know we're only talking Trek here, but wouldn't the world be such a better place if more people adapted this uh, respectful and fun style of discourse in their everyday lives? Thank you and congratulations, Darren from Australia. Well, thank you. The world would be a better place if they were more like us, wouldn't you Absolutely. say that, Absolutely. Everyone should be just like us. Everyone should be just like us. Two misanthropic assholes. Yeah. yeah. We're the worst. Yeah, literally the worst. We're just sitting here for two hours, patting ourselves on the back for watching TV for eight years. Man, those two guys sure did watch, a, watch and bitch about a lot of television. And sometimes they were happy about it, but usually they weren't. You know, the word hero gets thrown around a lot these days. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I do, I do appreciate the congratulations. I'm definitely. Yeah, thank not, you uh, very much. I'm not. Uh, I'm not trying to put that down at all. And the the thing about respecting opinions is it's it's been an ongoing thing for us. Early on, I wasn't very good at it. Matt was a little worried about conflict, and so we didn't disagree much because yeah. I would have been a dick and he would have just run away from it. Mm-hmm. So now we're kind of in that nice middle place where he's more confident and I'm trying to be less of a dick, and we can actually discuss things that we disagree with, and it's nice. Yeah, and you can chart that evolution over the course of eight years. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's taken a very long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. This one comes from Ben, and he... Oh, it's just a screen cap of uh, Melty Face Trip. <laughs> oh, Cable Trip. Uh, yeah, I'd think of Two Face Trip, but yeah. Also good. Um. And uh, the uh, subtitle, the um, the caption, says, mm-hmm. you can barely see anything. I don't know what the context is in the episode. I don't think it matters. But Ben says, maybe in the mirror universe they call him Trip because he's always bumping into things. <laughs> That's how he got that scar. 
You ever wonder yeah. how I got these scars? Well, hear how I got my scar? Why so serious? <laughs> uh, let's see. This one comes from Justin. He says, found this online, thought of you. Aww. Discovery, but it's produced by Rick Berman. Oh. Burnham is wearing a cat suit. Mm-hmm. Instead of being Spock's adopted sister, she's the distant cousin of Data's creator. Stamets is heterosexual. Mm-hmm. Saru is a comic relief character whose antics often make the crew laugh, like when they find ganglia in their soup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is all. This is all very like. It doesn't make a lot of sense until we cover the show. Is the thing. Yeah, so. all that but, checks out though. Yep, absolutely. Uh, this one comes from Mike X. Oh, by the way, Mike X uh, has been drawing some great stuff. We've pointed this out before. He did a great drawing of us with uh, what I call Team Useless. Like oh, the worst, yes. The worst characters. Um, My wallpaper for a while. Most recently, uh, he did this great. It, it was less funny, but also very good, just in a different way. Like, it's not a, a funny cartoon one mm-hmm. uh, of Data painting himself in, <laughs> in the style of um, uh, Norman Rockwell. Oh, yeah, that was great, too. Where he's looking in the mirror, and, and he's painting what he sees, and it's, it's very good. And I'll put a I'll put a link to the show notes. It's very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one comes from Mike X, and he says, Hey, guys, this will be quick. Can you explain to me what the point of that Mirror Universe two-parter was? I mean, other than wasting my time. Also, what was the point of having Mayor Wilkins guest star on an episode called Demons if they weren't going to turn him into a giant snake at the end? Opportunity lost. Limping Excellent the fucking end, question. Mike. I mean, what was the point of all of it, really? Mm-hmm. I I mean, like, I get it. Like, they wanted to do a Mirror Universe episode, and for once they decided, nah, let's not make them go there. Yeah. No, that that we liked. And yeah. the alternate titles and never once meet, like having them meet or anything was yeah. good. It was a it's, clever thing to do. Like, if you're going to do a Mirror Universe episode, and I, at this point I assume it was the only cli- cliche from Trek that they hadn't done, yeah. like, this is the way to do it, because... By the end of DS9, we were so fucking burnt out on the on the goddamn Mirror Universe. Oh, just you wait, my friend. No, listen, we'll get there, and so I'll you have want opinions. More mirror Universe, do you? <laughs> yeah, I hate you, Mirror University, the Mirror Universe sprite. <laughs> you're an asshole, and you're oddly specific. Yep. No, I I think it should have been one episode and not two. You thought mm. they should have been a little more over the top. I was I was comfortable with the level of over the top that they were, but you wanted more. Yeah. Like they're and they could have maybe been less sexist, but I mean, Enterprise gonna Enterprise, you know? Yeah, exactly. What's weird with the Mirror Universe is that like they did that one episode and then it was gone until mm-hmm. like season three or four of DS Nine, and mm-hmm. then they went all fucking in on it again. Yeah. No, and I said this before. There should be about the same number of Mirror Universe episodes that we ended up getting, but spread them out across the shows, mm-hmm. like. Give each one of them one. I would love to see Mirror Next Gen once and Mirror Voyager yeah. once. I would love, love, love to see what circumstances had to happen that the Mirror Universe Voyager was stranded in the Delta Quadrant also. <laughs> yeah, in roughly the same spot of the Delta yep. Quadrant. Yeah, Amazing. Good point. And actually, they kind of covered that on, on DS9 because Tuvok was actually in, in the Alpha Quadrant. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Which was a nice nod. Well played, Deep Space Nine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this one comes from Matthew. Matthew. I, I can't say that name correctly anymore. I do apologize. Odd, considering you do a podcast with someone whose name that is. Yeah, but I never call you by your full name. Nor should you. Only my mother does that. Yeah. Uh, it says, hey, guys, I am so relieved that Enterprise was just a poor hollow novel on Next Gen. Could you imagine if they actually made that show? Awful. 
Maybe next time Riker will wise up and play this Jonathan Archer character himself. <laughs> Surprise! Brandon Braga. <laughs> Can you imagine if they had actually made a test pilot the captain with no other training? Hey, Chuck Yeager, want to captain the Nimitz? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> oh, I would love it if we could just assume that, uh, that Enterprise was, like, the whole show... <sighs> Was a simulation. We can't. We we can't. No, Enterprise is the only canonical show, and that makes me so well, angry. Let's be clear: it's the only canonical show in the in the reboot universe of the movies. Like mm-hmm. in in Discovery, all the other stuff is still going to happen. I don't know, man. I've said this before: Discovery is very leading into the movie for me. Uh it it definitely feels similar. They can. They can say that it's not all they want, but, like, my eyes tell a different story. Yeah. I think, I mean, Vulcan's going to still be around. Mm. And, like, other things. I, oh, man. Ah, I can't talk about it yet. We're we're, we're almost there. I know. But even then. And we'll talk about it all day long. But there's, there's, no, we can't. We can talk about it for about an hour. I don't want to. I don't want to make a podcast longer than an hour, unless no, it's a supplemental. No, you and me personally can talk about it all day long. Yeah, yeah that we absolutely can do. But there's that thing that happened at the end of season one that I don't want to talk about till we get yeah. there either, and that's ah, we'll ah. Get there soon. Yeah, fifteen weeks, we'll get there. Uh, this one also comes from Matthew. Uh, hey guys, three more thoughts. One. The one technical thing I did appreciate was the use of flat panel screens in the tablets. Having real computer graphics was nice. Mm. I assume in the that he means in the finale. I, I guess. I'm not sure. Uh, two, do you think the designer of the brig on Enterprise thought, this brig will be perfect for the captain to yell at the prisoner, then open the door, get in their face, and yell at them more? My one thing about the design on the brig is, who decided that the brig should have, like, bathroom shower modeling on it? I hadn't noticed that, but I did notice the glass door because they don't have force fields yet. Yeah. it's got so like you- It's got, like, a weird, like, repeating design on it that makes it look like... You know, if you don't have like a bathtub with like a uh, like a shower curtain, you've got like yeah. an enclosed shower. Right. It's like that. Huh. They I put their prisoners in the shower. Huh. You notice so many more things than I do. This is what I get up to when I'm ignoring, you know, character development and plot. Yeah, see, I try to find like I try to guess where the plot's going and I'm mm-hmm. usually right. Yeah, no, uh, while you're doing that, I'll yell at a fan and a shovel all day. Yeah. Still fan and shovel. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's worse, the fan and the shovel or Enterprise? Oh. Yeah, it's Enterprise. Okay, I mean, Kirk Picard or the shovel? I mean, the shovel was in an episode of DS9. Yeah, no one true. can say that on Enterprise. And it was a good episode of DS9 too. I guess. Uh, uh, <laughs> I guess Jonathan Frakes can say he was in an episode of DS9. Yeah, Jonathan Frakes in an episode of all of them. Mm-hmm. Like after his, like he was in a DS9 and a Voyager and a and a. Oh, yeah, Enterprise. That's yeah. the one. Good work, Jonathan Frakes. You done yeah. it again. Also, he directed shows on a bunch of them. So mm-hmm. good for him. Uh, three, I, w- I would be curious, after watching all the series, especially Enterprise, how you would react re-reviewing random episodes from TNG or DS9. Well, we won't be doing that, but we will be going back and revisiting a handful of episodes that we think need to be revisited. Yeah. Uh, Stuff we're and- not thrilled about. I've long talked about how much I hate uh, the Man Trap episode of... Uh- our original yeah. series reviews because I didn't actually write a summary. I just tried to pull one out of my ass. No, and we we did that early on where we would chat on IM and then try mm-hmm. to use our IM notes as as show notes, and it didn't really work. Yeah, very well. it was a, it was a different time. Yeah, and uh, 
I have a, a partial list going, and I'll want your input, obviously, before we do that. Um, but there's a there there is at least well there's the DS9 finale we talked about that because Gav has been on for all the finales except that one, mm-hmm. and we want to give him a chance to do his his poems for all of them, and you know plus seeing the DS9 finale would be great. Sure. Uh, and I also think I want to revisit uh, rejoined the episode where uh, um, Dax meets her uh, previous Trill spouse. Yep. Because I said some things that I regret about Terry Farrell because I was misinformed. Yep. And I kind of want to, like, talk about that knowing what I know now. Yeah. So, there's that. There there are other episodes like that. Yeah. I I didn't come up with any... Oh, there is one pair of next-gen episodes for sure, which is the ones that you missed. Oh, yeah, definitely. Just so you can say for sure that you've done... Like, you've recorded episodes for all... Because technically, there's still two you haven't been on for. You did a summary, though. I mean, I'm on that episode. Yeah, and you watched the episodes. Like, you still got credit, but, you know... If it were me, it would bug the hell out of me. Mm. This is where we differ. Okay. I, se- I sent in my report, you know. Well, I mean, we don't have to redo that. Oh, no, we, we should definitely do them. Because if we're going to be redoing episodes, we should definitely redo those ones. Also, but... they're, not, they're not bad episodes. It's uh, Conspiracy in the Neutral Zone. Yeah. Conspiracy is the one with the uh, bug aliens. Yeah, those are those both have stuff worth talking about. Yeah. but I believe know, that if... the Neutral Zone features uh, Tommy's mommy. Yeah, it sure does. So we mm-hmm. can talk about that all over again. Uh, let's see. This one comes from Spurious K. Hello, Spurious. The subject line is, I played your game, you hacks, and it was enjoyable. Enjoyable! <laughs> well, thank you. For those of you who somehow missed it or never got around to it, we uh, Matt and I co-wrote and uh, starred as the voice actors in uh, an adventure game, a point-and-click adventure game called The Adventures mm-hmm. of Nick and Willikins. Uh, yep. It is free. Uh, the PC version is on Steam. The PC and Mac versions are both on uh, nickandwillikins.com. Yep. Uh, it's free, and it, it's funny. It's and free. It's funny. It's beautiful. It might be the best thing I've ever been involved in working on. Yeah, I, I, it's, I need some more time. I spent most of last year doing every tiny little bit of it, and I'm real sure. sick of it right now. But <laughs> retrospectively, in a year or two, I might I might agree with you. Mm-hmm. Um. You, you know, you wrote half the script with me and recorded a bunch of dialogue, but yep. I had to do a bunch of horrible things. So. Yeah, I didn't see any of that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you did the fun stuff. As right? is, it, as is the, normally the case in anything we work on together. You send in your report. <laughs> uh, anyway, Spurious K says, Anywho, why is it when Star, Trek, uh, when Star Trek dies and doesn't just end, it really dies on its ass in the most undignified manner? Turnabout Intruder, Nemesis... These are the voyages. All really shitty ways to go out. For a bonus unpleasant reminder, it'll be about 19 years since DS9 ended. About the time you've done, uh, about the time you've done with Enterprise, give or take a bit. Uh, the last point at which Star Trek could still be said to be a consistently good thing, rather than the past 19-ish years, being made the likes of the TNG movies, the real dregs of Voyager, Enterprise, Into Darkness. I have more to say, but well, Enterprise happened, so fuck everything, especially Rick Berman. I'm almost tempted to say fuck it to Star Trek entirely, but despite the mediocre to bad, there's still a bunch of decent films, a lot of hours of great TV, and surprisingly large amount of occasionally decent and sometimes even great ancillary stuff. Just got to try to ignore the shit parts and instead focus on the good bits. Or yep. not. Fuck it. Whatever. Good luck with Discovery. <laughs> also, also, always remember, Flocks condemned an entire peaceful spacefaring civilization of billions of people to death for no good reason. Yeah, he sure did. He did. Never forget... Flocks killed many guys. 
Yeah, but didn't torture any. <laughs> nope, no torture. Yeah, no torture. Well, no stupid. Uh, no stupid uh, spaceship accidents. Yeah, they could have been easily avoided. Wesley. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> oh jeez. Yeah. That's it. I can't do squeaky voice teen. That's that's one I have to give to you. <laughs> uh, this one comes from Justin again. Uh, Flunk mentioned on Twitter sarcastically that the novels were where Enterprise really got good and the Reeve Stevens said season five would have been the Romulan War. Here's a quick synopsis of those wastes of paper. <clears throat> good that men do. In the 25th century, Jake and Nog discover that Trip faked his death. Yeah, we talked about that. Went undercover with Section 31, was transformed into a Romulan. Oh, God, What? And went behind oh my God. lines no, to sabotage... No, you made it better. Oh, my God. Hang on. Went behind the lines to sabotage the Romulans' Warp 7 program. It undoes <laughs> the finale, and instead of Shran rescuing his daughter from Jewel Thieves, he rescues Jamel, his A&R wife from the Romulans, uh, who was kidnapped to fly more drone ships with a Nintendo Power Glove. <laughs> I'm a Romulan. Oh, no. Is that is that actually from the book? I think so. I don't... Oh, my God. I don't That's... know why wonderful um, you could you could go track it down it's called good that men do i'm certainly not going to do that but well. i will say the idea of trip going undercover as a fucking romulan but i mean you work at a bookstore you could find this book on the shelf and thumb through you don't have to buy it or spend a lot of time on it nope too much work okay fair enough forget you're it already, you're already there where the books live but uh hey you'd be shocked how few star trek novels i see day to day no, you probably have to go find it. It probably doesn't come across your workload. But no, I would have to go to the actual bookstore. Oh, I see. It's a separate building. Yeah, I'm off. I'm off, like I'm way far away. I'm in a warehouse. Like oh, I thought they were connected. Oh no, gotcha. No, uh, that would be. My, I would uh, be buying a lot more books around this house. Oh well, probably for the best then. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin continues. Uh, another book is called Kobayashi Maru. Uh, it starts with Archer growing a beard and begging the Klingons for help against the Romulans in the coming war, and ends with him abandoning the actual freighter Kobayashi Maru to the Romulans, which is all, which is the first shot in the war, because Archer gets to do everything first. Travis uh-huh. gets pissed that they abandon the freighter and leaves Enterprise. How, lo- sounds how, like how, the... how many books does he leave Enterprise for? Is it none? Yeah, like Trip? Yeah. Is, these sound like the TNG Season 7 Twitter account. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Except um, with less Jordian data hide under a table, which is my favorite thing about those. That just makes me think of them as Scooby and Shaggy. Yep. <laughs> they make a big sandwich. <clears throat> um, Yeah, I will say, I might have mentioned this already. There's that book, Federation, that you actually gifted to me. It's a very pretty book. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's written by, um, actually, it's written by a guy who wrote for Futurama and then worked for Enterprise. Ah, yes, David X. Cohen. No, unfortunately <laughs> not. Uh, David something else, though. His name is David, but it's so close. Uh, he wrote the Star Trek episode of Futurama, though, the one where they meet the original crew. That's a good episode. It is. Uh, his his uh, Enterprise work, not nearly as good. No. Um, but they said, like, the, the stuff in this book is considered fairly canon unless it's contradicted because it's written by one of the Enterprise guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that book says that Archer is one of the few people who actually sees that uh, the Romulans are descended from the Vulcans, even though Kirk discovers that. Yep. So, yeah. Just just yet another fuck you. Once again, Captain Kirk, we see that there's nothing you can do which I <laughs> cannot take away. Yep. Uh, and then uh, Justin concludes with Romulan War duology. 
Travis transfers to all of the new NX class ships. Huh? <laughs> and all of them are destroyed by Romulans. He thinks he's a curse, so he comes back to Archer. The Romulans, using their Nintendo Power Gloves, now have the ability to take over all Starfleet ships, so Dr. Tobin Dax and Sarek's dad downgrade all of Starfleet's technology to analog instead of digital. So basically the uh, Battlestar Battle Galactica. Galactica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Archer wins the war with the help of J.G. Hertzler with a robot foot from Judgment. <laughs> Back with a ragtag group of ex-cons from Murapente at the Battle of Sharon, and they beat the Romulans back behind their border. Throughout the whole thing, Trip the Super Spy is behind the line sabotaging Romulan's war machine. Oh, and Travis's girlfriend from Terra Prime gets hit on by Picard's great-great-great-grandfather on Mars. Yep, that's some dumb crap, all right. Expanded universe, everyone. Uh-huh. Um, I'm just sitting here trying to remember. I do like expanded universe books. I must. I must do. I've read a ton of them. But that yeah. sounded terrible. We've talked about this though. How many Star Trek books would you say, percentage-wise, are good? Oh, uh, let's see. Half of one percent? Nah, I think it's a little more than that. I, I would like you to consider how many Star Trek novels there are. Oh, I'm aware. I browse them regularly mm-hmm. in um, the the Kindle store, which lets me read like a the first chapter as a um, as a sample. Mm-hmm. So I've looked at the first chapter of quite a lot of them. I I would be willing to go as high as one and a half percent. I would say ten percent at the very most. <laughs> but it's, that's it's, being generous. There's there's not a lot. There's some, and you like those uh, the Peter David New Frontier books, and I don't. So actually, your number should be higher than mine. I did like the Peter David uh, New Frontier books until I stopped. Well, that's fair. But but there's still a bunch of them that you like. Oh yeah, there's like fifteen of those that are good. Yeah. But again, there's eight million shitty Star Trek novels. Yeah, I know, I'm, I'm aware. Even even like when I find an author that I like, I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. well now here's a rabbit hole I can go down for a while. Even then, like um, uh, Margaret Wander Banano something. I always get her name wrong, and then you say mm-hmm. banana every time. Yep, sounds um, like me. She wrote like one or two really good ones, and then the rest of hers are not so good. Yep. Uh, Christopher e- Bennett, same thing. Mm-hmm. Even the Reeve Stevensons have written like they've Stevens. written like Stevens. I do it every mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. They've done like ten Trek books, and like three of them aren't great. Well, I mean, a bunch of them they co-wrote with Shatner, so you gotta. Th- that you would know. do it. I forgot about that part. Uh, what? What else though? They did Federation, and then they did those two original series ones. What's it called? One uh, Memory Prime. That sucked. Yeah. Uh oh yeah, and then Prime Directive. That one was good. Prime Directive was good, yeah. So that's and Federation three. was good. Yeah, those are the three that I know that aren't yeah. co-written with Shatner. Okay, yeah. All right, good work. Uh, let's see. Did this they one... do the um that that Deep Space Nine trilogy too? Oh yes, yes, I did. That like fucking those. that rocked. Yeah, the Millennium trilogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I that's one of those things I bugged you to read a million times, and I think you finally did. Yep. Um, it was great. Let's see. Uh, this one comes from... I've read this name 60 times as Margaret Pulaski. It is not Pulaski. It barely even looks like Pulaski, but I keep reading that. It's plus, plus skull. So Yeah, those I'm, are close. I'm, I'm, yeah, it has a P. <laughs> so sorry, Margaret. Margaret has sent us uh, an e-card mm. with dancing hot dogs. Oh! And I will put this in the show notes. Oh, wonderful. Uh, and there's text as well. Dear Alan Matt... I feel we have been a long, on a long journey together through the years, and upon reaching the designated end, find there is still one more hill to climb. Well, five more, apparently, but that <laughs> wasn't true when you wrote this. So, 
However, it is fitting to congratulate you at this point on the eve of becoming the most accomplished Star Trek podcast of all time. Yeah, we're one episode away from that. Yep. Please bring back Armus to say hello. <coughs> you want the honors? <clears throat> well, Flonk's not here. Would yeah. I always assume he's like the Ur Armus, but uh, the Ermus. Uh, hey, you guys. It's nice to be back here on the Post Atomic Horror, many episodes after my first appearance in Skin of Evil, when I threw Tasha Yar at a rock and killed her. Are are you are you still the Skin of Evil? I am now the Skin of Mediocrity and failing my way out of Technical College. The I... years have not been kind to Old Armus, well... and now if you'll excuse me, I have to fly away. How does a tar fly? I had so many more questions. Well, we'll I guess we'll just never know. Uh, and, and Margaret says... You can send my email at armus.com. <laughs> do not send emails to armus.com. I do not own that web... That is yeah. not an email address, which I do not own. I'm probably going to cut this because people are still tweeting to our non-existent Twitter account. So. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, and, and Margaret says, P.S. You should really give Babylon 5 another chance. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. I'll throw an episode on the uh, pile mm. of science fiction shows we watch. Uh, I might do I, look, that. I watched three seasons of that show plus a couple of movies, and it was like at a time when I was desperate for space station-based science fiction shows. Uh, I, no, look, I'm not even saying it's a bad show. I'm saying I have personal reasons for not liking it. A guy who worked on that show stole my girlfriend. Oh God, that's right. That's I, a that's a real thing that happened. I'm not making that up. He, no, he was, I remember. The head. I mean, I wasn't of, there, but I remember the, you telling me the story. Yeah. No, he was the head computer animator on that show. He's in the credits. He's not like some nameless drone. Like mm. he was on the credits every week, and uh, she was she was not sure if she was going to date me or this other dude. And then uh, this, you know, she's like, "Well, you know what? He's a successful TV guy, and you're just some guy who." hangs out on AOL. I'm I'm just going to go over here. Yeah, well now you're a guy with a podcast, so uh fuck yeah. her. Yeah. No, she's she's a good chick. I just, you know. It was it, it that's that was always the reason that I gave and it's kind of funny to stick with it is all. I don't actually care. But uh, it's the same reason I'll never watch Tron because I came up with a dumb funny reason back in the day and now I just want to stick to my guns. Oh, that's different. Yeah. That's sticking it to Bob, which I completely appreciate. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, I, I, that was a, that was a two-way thing also. He kept mm. trying to sneak it into my food. Like, <clears throat> why don't you watch Tron? Here, I'm positive he swapped the VHS with another movie I wanted to watch more than once. <laughs> that is a thing that definitely happened. I, Bob, Tron is not that good a movie. No, it wasn't that. It was that he kept suggesting it and I kept not watching it. And then it turned into, but, but I'm going to make you watch it. And that made me want to watch it even less. Mm-hmm. We go through this all the time where I recommend something to you and you're just either it doesn't really appeal to you and you don't want to hurt my feelings or you just don't have time for it. Yep. You don't see it. That's yep. I, that's going to happen. Al, there's a lot of episodes of The Flash I could be watching. Yeah. Okay. Quality television. And yet you haven't seen, well, we're going to see it for our supplemental. Never mind. <laughs> I just rewatched it today. So good. The show that I picked uh, for oh, us for, to watch uh, with the guests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this one comes from Dan, and he says, Hey, pals, congratulations on making it to such a big milestone. Some thoughts below. In case anyone else hasn't written in about this, according to the books, your boy Trip isn't dead. Yes, yes, we've, uh, we've we, we know this. Yeah. Oh, and this this does confirm the, um, the Romulan surgery thing. <sighs> wow. Yeah. 
that's the dumbest fuck. What a great choice to infiltrate the Romulans. Uh, also, it says, uh, afterwards, he retires to live with T'Pol, and his Romulan surgery blood extends his life, so he gets to live long enough to even meet Kirk as a kid. Oh my god, what? So, so there's that. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go... <sighs> Expanded Universe is fucking terrible. I, I felt like at the beginning of Enterprise where we said this show has some good ideas and this writing team just sucks. Mm -hmm. I wanted to read some Enterprise books. I was like, hey, maybe a good writer could turn this into something good. Mm -hmm. Doesn't sound like it. No. <laughs> no. Uh, Dan, Dan goes on. I want to defend Observer Effect, a.k.a. the one where Hoshi and Trip get sick. I personally love that episode as it is a rejection of the prime directive interpretation where you have to sit around and watch people die. Especially considering that episode in season one, Dear Doctor, where Flox is like, eh, let's not cure the people because it would be playing God. I really enjoyed the show, not so much Archer, getting to tell the Organians off for this. Also, Travis actually got to do something. Yeah, we I didn't hate that either, them, them yeah. like actually bonding and us learning about the characters. That was, yeah. that was good. There's some good stuff in that episode. Yeah. Uh, Dan says, have you ever considered doing interviews with any of the creative staff behind the shows? Oh, oh, no, 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 no. I don't, I think we, we might be able to pull that off. We've talked to semi-famous people before. <laughs> I think, I, I don't know. I personally am more confident in my interview abilities than I used to I, be. Look, if that's a thing you want to do, I think that's great. Okay. That is not a, th that, that, that sounds terrifying. Okay. Fair enough. I don't know. Like, I have... There, there's one person sort of... No, I don't even want to say tangentially. He did write an episode of the animated series that actually got nominated for uh, an Emmy. Mm -hmm. uh, Star Trek's only Emmy, as he proudly boasts, and <laughs> correctly so. Um, David Wise. Uh, I mostly oh, sure. talked to him because he wrote uh, Transformers. Uh, mm -hmm. He also wrote a bunch of the... Like, he's he's responsible for the animated version of the Ninja Turtles. Like, the one that you all grew up on, he basically made. Mm-hmm. Um, and a bunch of other stuff too. But, uh, yeah, I, I have interviewed at least one person who's written for Star Trek. So that's something. And I, yeah. I'd be interested, but I don't know anybody. So there's that. I, I would just be waiting for them to be like, to be all like, so you didn't like this episode, huh? And I, you know, I had that with, with him because his episode was uh, an episode of the animated series we didn't like. Yep. Could not do that. Well, I just didn't really say anything like that i mean the thing right. is they're not going to listen to our show so they're not going to know true nobody listens to this show matt you know that <laughs> uh dan says anyway thank you for all your hard work sorry that it had to be miserable at times but even at the darkest points you still managed to make the podcast fun well thank you that's yeah. good to hear yeah uh flonk says was it hard finding a door sound for this year <laughs> i imagine looking for enterprise door sound brings up a lot of results uh, you mean for Enterprise? Like for just now when we did Enterprise? Because, I mean, I just went to a page that had like an X01 sound effects. And then you got that wooden door and you opened and closed it. Yeah, that's the only thing that sounds like a door. Yeah, and it replicated the Enterprise door perfectly. Yeah. I've actually, there there isn't apparently a um a unique Discovery sound effect door oh. that I've been able to find. I was thinking of just going back to the original series one. Just Yeah, it sound, that's probably for the best. Yeah. But we'll see. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I do want to mention we got some sort of uh, th these are minor things. Nobody cares about this stuff, probably. But I don't know. We, we change we change things occasionally. And people definitely notice like mm -hmm. when the end stopped saying we're still doing this for fun. 
I was wondering if we were going to go back to uh, I would, just I would doing like this to. for fun. Yeah. 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 We are doing it for fun again. Yeah. It's nice. Uh, but there will be uh, a couple of changes. Um, our old friend Dave Fields, who is the only other person who has been on every single episode of Pa. Mm-hmm. Me and Matt and him. The only people. Um, as the voice guy. is the, you are listening, that guy. Yep. Um, has decided uh, he doesn't want to be doing this anyway. He, what he said was, this was always, you know a good time I, I didn't mind doing it it's, it's not a not a big impact on my you know whatever but it's um i don't want to be doing this forever like i kind of thought there was a finite ending and this might be a good place to bow out and sure fair enough man that's completely understandable show sounds great with your voice we will find something new to do and uh honestly like sort of uh, starting with discovery treating the show as kind of like version 2.0 or whatever like phase you know, two yeah you said phase two exactly um, that, that's not a bad thing to do. So we'll, yeah. we'll be tweaking a bit of that. Um, but, uh, I did, I did want to, you know, give special thanks to Dave and he doesn't listen to this show. Nobody <laughs> listens to this show, but no, he, he has like just week in and week out said stupid shit, like bada bing, bada boom and inter and Aaron Legis and inter armis. Yes. Oh, are you back? I'm back from space. Oh, are you, are you going to sing? I will survive now. No, I'm going away again. <laughs> Remember to cut out my email address. <laughs> no one will get this joke now. <laughs> uh, this one comes from Tidro. And she says, Dear Al, if I had made you an Archer voodoo doll, do you think you would have used it? I'm curious because you're a pacifist and do not believe in supernatural things. Love, Tidro. P.S. Hi, Matt Hugh. P.P.S. <laughs> congratulations. You are the best at Star Trek. Hello, Terrence. Uh, I think I would probably get around my pacifism the way I usually do by having someone else do it. Yeah, I do it in a goddamn second. So I'm not opposed to Matt doing violence. I just personally don't do it. So. Yeah. Here, Matt, here's this this doll and some pins. Oh, thanks, Al. I'll attack the eyes and groin. <laughs> just don't do anything that'll kill him. We got to keep him alive. <laughs> I don't that's how, see why that's, that's, that's why it. that's necessary. Because uh, that's how he would do it. Ah, torture. And then you leave the doll someplace where it can't escape from forever. Mm-hmm. Cause, like my uh, oven. Yeah, that's a good one. Or the dishwasher. He, oh, God, he left a ship full of innocent people. He stole their engine. Yep. What? He's how a do, goddamn monster. How did people they gave him a television show. show. Yeah, and he still lives on. He's the most, uh, he's the most celebrated captain in all of Starfleet. They named two planets after him, canonically. And in... Discovery, a character looks at a screen that displays the most decorated captains in Starfleet history. Mm-hmm. And he's one of them. Yep. I assume for most war crimes committed. I suppose. I don't know. I mean, that's an accomplishment of sorts. I mean, yes. What's, what's the opposite of the Nobel Peace Prize? Because <laughs> that's what he should get. The Leb on Hate Prize? <laughs> I think we need to workshop that one a bit. Presented to our president this year. Yeah. Uh, let's see. This one comes from James. James says, Dear Matt, now, having just watched the Klingon duo of episodes, I really must fervently disagree with you. The fact that Star Trek never answered why the Klingons of the original series looked different was always gravely concerning. It kept me up nights. <clears throat> Finally, I had closure. But now, 15 years later, I've been torn asunder once again by orc-looking Klingons who were bald. What's the deal with them? 
we'll, we'll, we'll get there. That. Yeah, very, very soon. Uh, more questions that I have, sadly, that Enterprise was never able to answer. Uh, and and at the end, he says, I demand answers. It's not. It, it's a TV show, and budget are not acceptable answers. This shit is real, man. <laughs> Bad news. We have to answer these. All right. How come Data looks all fat and old in Star Trek Nemesis? He should look oh. exactly the same as he did in Encounter at Farpoint. Oh, I actually have an answer for that question. Yes? Uh, we talked about this back when we were doing TNG. Um... Uh, soon in- included when building him a program that would actually age his body as he got older as a way of making him feel more human mm-hmm. because as I said at the time what Noonien Soon really wants is an android who can miss him can never die and can only get older because I... Noonien Soon is a monster. Well, Noonien Soon is directly descended from Eric Soon, who created the Augments. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's true. Uh, I, f- I see a big problem with that, though. What's that? Which is that Data's head is 500 years older than the rest of his body, and it doesn't look it. That's true. His well, he must have, have shut down, and then uh, the program shut down. Oh, that makes it. Yeah, it's a program. So yeah, he was if he off switched for the off. whole time. Yeah, so. none of that makes sense. If he was conscious, no, if he had been, if he yeah. had been on for the whole time, they would have found like a crypt keeper skull. Yeah, that's fair. Hello, Johnny. <laughs> it's good to be back on the Enterprise. I can't think of any death. That's puns. not a pun. <laughs> I'm going to go see my friend Armis now. Hey, I'm back from space for the second time. Uh, I have no new information to add. <laughs> uh, James continues, How come the Voyager got new phasers in Season 2? Does UPS ship that far away? I assume Tom built them like he built everything that they needed in that show. Uh, maybe they took them from the Caretaker array, which had all kinds of stuff from the Alpha Quadrant. Mm-hmm. Also good. Uh, um, they could have stolen them from a Kazon. I was going to say that, and then I immediately didn't because the Kazon did not have that technology. The Kazon threw rocks and. Yep. I don't know. Their old rock broken throwing washing technology machines. was exquisite. Old broken washing machines. Mm hmm. Cars on blocks. Yep. Now, their moonshining technology was light years ahead of anyone. Oh, else. yeah. The Kazon moonshine is far superior to uh, Synthahol. Oh, absolutely. For sure. And a Kazon still could do more damage exploding than any weapon ever invented by Starfleet. Ah, except a Tholian meth lab, I think. I suppose that's true. Because, I mean, those guys are made of crystal, so when they smoke crystal, that shit gets wild. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, How come so many aliens from so many different corners of the galaxy happen to use the exact same ship design on Next Gen? Uh, I will go back to the... uh, old theory from uh, the original series, which was they were buying ships from each other. Uh, I will go you one better and say the Ferengi were selling ships to all of them. Ooh, that'll work too. They they bought, I don't know, some crappy ships from somebody and sold them to every gullible planet they could find. What's it going to take for me to get you into one of these? <laughs> Clark! <laughs> all the old friends are back this week. I forgot that voice. I don't know it anymore. You gotta get the undercoating, Quark. (laughs) Quark? Uh, How come Captain Sisko's comm badge is missing in that one shot, but reappears suddenly in the next? Magic time anomaly vortex of quantum? A wizard did it. Oh, come on. A space wizard. It's because he couldn't remember how many uh, communicators he had. 
How many did I put on today? Man, this is really a best of tea and, or One? best of Trek thing right now. Well, I mean, we're we're taking our victory lap here. So, I suppose you know. that's true. One? Oh no, I've lost count. It's gone. Wait, is plus, that more or less? Plus, he is part prophet, so like mm-hmm. sometimes he can actually affect reality by his confusion. I imagine Q was constantly stealing his comm badges from him as a way to mess with him for punching him in the face. He punched me in the face. I'm not Picard. <laughs> uh, this Missed one comes the Avery from Brooks Aaron. Uh, Aaron says, congrats on reaching the light at the end of the tunnel. Thank you, Aaron. Uh, okay, I'm going to have to sort of censor this a little because there's a big discovery uh, oh, okay. spoiler in here, but I can st- we can still talk about the question. Um, do you think having Jonathan torture dad Archer as the last captain for most Trek fans before disco might've undercut the big reveal about the character that we got the big reveal? Oh yeah. Um, that in comparison to his behavior doesn't appear as far beyond the pale as it should, because people will remember Archer and look at that character and think, yeah, that's normal. (laughs) Yeah, I suppose so. I'd see that. Yeah. I mean, I definitely didn't. Matt hit me with, the, oh, God, I can't talk about this yet. Yeah, no, we're not there. There was that theory about what it ended up actually being, and Matt hit me with that weeks before, and I said, there's no way. He's just mm-hmm. a dick. Yeah. And Matt said, no, this is the theory. And, well, that's dumb, and then it ended up being true. So yep. I, we'll talk about it soon. It's hard yeah. to talk about this right now. I do want to talk about this again. Maybe I'll save this email and and. Yeah, do, do that. Like We can. We have we can another one, actually. About, on the, uh, on the v- yeah. reveal episode. Yeah. Uh, on a lighter note, here's a fun fact about our wonderful human bodies I forgot to send in a previous supplemental. You're going to hate this. In fact, Aaron says, uh, Matt, I'm sorry I made Al say nipple so many times. Oh, God. Back in the first season, some alien got tripped space pregnant, and he grew an extra nipple on his wrist. Mm-hmm. I realized the explanation in-universe for why is probably waves, hands, aliens. But normally when people have extra nipples, they develop along what's called the milk lines, or mammary ridge that begin in the armpits and run down the chest to the groin. It forms very early on in embryonic development, which is why we all have nipples. Uh, and there's a Wikipedia uh, link that I will provide in the show notes. goes into slightly more NSFW detail. So, cool. Yeah, Trip grew nipples in the wrong place. They should have been, like, down the... They're growing thing. nipples in the wrong place! <laughs> Lost in his own nipple ridge, huh? <laughs> the Canyon of the Crescent Nipple. There it is. <laughs> Okay, one final uh, thing. This, this, I saved this one for last. All uh, right. This, this comes from Scott Zioko. Ah, Scott. And he says, hi, pals. Uh, so, should I watch Enterprise? Hugs no. and kisses, Scoot. Uh, you know, at this point, if you've listened to this show, and I know you're a frequent listener, Scott. <laughs> if you've listened to all of this and you still don't know, yeah, you know what? Yeah, you deserve to watch Enterprise. Have a great time. Let me know how that turns out for you. No, I feel I, I bad. I recommend starting with season three. I don't want. I don't want my friend to suffer. I don't want anyone to suffer. <laughs> they shouldn't. They, no one should have to watch that. Ugh. I feel bad for the people who were in it. Except Bacula, who thought show. he was doing a good job. Ugh. Really, reading Bacula, like say season three was when we were really clicking. That <laughs> I, I lost all respect for. Him. That hurts, man. The whole time when I was saying, like, you know, this guy's a pretty good actor and maybe this just isn't the show for him. And mm-hmm. I'm not making excuses anymore. That guy yeah. thought he was doing a good job. Yeah, I don't know. Just, yeah. That stuff's rough. Yeah, it's real rough. But we never have to 
watch it again. We never have to talk about it again. Yeah, no, we're, uh, we're done. So I'm sorry, guys. If you want to write in about Enterprise, we're probably not going to answer it unless, like, I, there's there are going to be exceptions. If you want to you compare. you got, like, a real good Enterprise question, I guess. But or like, if you want to compare. Like, if you're talking about all the different shows and you're saying Kirk did it this way, Picard did it this way, Archer did it this way, okay. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to compare Enterprise to Disco, maybe. But, I mean, like, honestly, I hate Enterprise. I don't ever want to talk about it again. Yeah, me neither. I mean. It's a real piece of shit. It's like like we've been saying the worst the worst show we've ever watched mm-hmm. on purpose. And the fact that it was the last like if Discovery hadn't happened that would have been it. Yeah, the 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 end of Star Trek. Yeah. It almost was. Yeah, like they didn't know they were going to be doing movies in a couple of years. Yeah. And we didn't get another TV series for another more than 10, 12 years yeah, something like absolutely. that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and in 2005 and Disco came out in 2017, so yeah, 12 years. Yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. Ugh. A long that's a long space between uh treks. I mean that's how long it was thinking back between the um the last episode of the original series and the first movie. Wow, yeah, okay. So <sighs> yeah. It's just not oh it's not good. I was yeah. I, I ran into someone like an acquaintance and we were struggling to find things to talk about because sure, that's what like you do, you do with, with acquaintances. acquaintances. Yeah, of course. Uh, and it was before we were waiting for a show to start and we're trying to kill time. And I, I don't know what he's into. He doesn't know what I'm into, mm-hmm. but he happened to see me patting myself on the back for finishing uh, <laughs> Enterprise. And he said, oh, you, you finished Star Trek. I I said, well, yeah, except for the, the new one. Yeah. And I know most people aren't into Star Trek, so I really have to dial back. Sure. Like I can't get too deep into it like we do because most people don't know what the fuck, a, you know, anything but maybe a Klingon is. Sure. Like, if I said I really like the Jem'Hadar, they just blink, blink, you know. Um, so I, I said, yeah, we except for the new show that just started. You may not know about it because it's on a weird streaming service. But, mm-hmm. yeah, apart from that. Um, and he said, okay, what's the worst Star Trek show? And I did not even hesitate. Yeah, it's Enterprise. Yeah. And he, he asked me why. And I, and I found it was very easy to explain to someone who doesn't know Star Trek. Like, it wasn't a deep nerd thing. It wasn't like mm-hmm. a... As a Star Trek fan, I find it offensive. Like, that's a lot of the arguments I've heard against yeah. Discovery is it's not Star Trek. It's not what I want. Yeah, but Ugh. okay. But Enterprise, objectively, as a show, not as a mm-hmm. Star Trek show, but just as a show, it sort of embodies that gross Bush era, Jack Bauer tortures the justifies, like, ah. Ends just, justify the means. Yeah. Just, ah. Yeah. Forget about like exploring, let's hunker yeah. down and And everyone knows Star Trek's supposed to be about a bright future. And that yeah. show was not about that. Yeah. And we go on and on about how we don't like Gene's vision and all that. And yeah, it gets a little whatever, but we do broadly speaking like Star Trek to be optimistic. Even DS9, mm-hmm. the whole point of it was it was about good people facing dark things. Yeah. The show itself wasn't dark, usually. It was good heroic people trying to do the right thing in dark times yeah and the enterprise was just shitty people doing shitty things every week every week but it's over yeah and again i i need to be very clear because some people are like oh here we go you're just gonna just gonna praise discovery now like well no i probably didn't like about half of it to be honest and i think Mm -hmm. I think that show has all the elements of a good show. I think they haven't quite figured out how to assemble them in an order that pleases me yet. I think Matt's probably 
happier about it than I am. And that is true. It'll make some interesting discussions. But there I'll are run away from all of those discussions. No, you will not. There are no episodes, conflict. There are Armist, take me with you. <laughs> there are episodes that are almost entirely Klingons. Uh yes. That and are that not good. Rough. And there are four episodes in that one place that they did uh-huh. not need to be in for that long. No, that could have done two. That's what I'm saying. There's Easily. a lot they didn't get right. They need a showrunner, and they're still having this problem because apparently the showrunners they had were garbage and treated uh-huh. people badly and got fired. So, yep. I also please help us, Alex Kurtzman. Yeah, I also learned uh, via those reports. I didn't know this before. Why Brian Fuller left? Did you know? No, I thought he left to go work on American Gods. Well, he got fired. Oh. Which, again, I didn't know at the time. It wasn't in any of the reports that I read when it happened. No, I'm sure I was an asshole about that back when we heard that news. Well, you're still not wrong. They fired him because he was splitting his time between Star Trek and and American Gods. And Ah. they said, fucking pick one. And then American Gods fired him for spending too much money. Uh. (laughs) So, yeah. Okay. I I read that in an article about, about about them losing their last showrunner. Maybe he can go back to Hannibal now. I don't I'm I'm just not a fan of his personally, it turns That's out. That's fine. I like his early stuff. I think a lot of what I didn't like in Discovery is his. Mm-hmm. I think he's probably responsible for those Klingons. Yeah, I can see that. They feel like his. And I, I don't know, I just wasn't wasn't into a lot of the weird aesthetic choices. But we're, we're, we will get there okay. next week. Yeah. The very next week. The, the week. After this show drops, like there will be another show this week. There's two of them coming out this week. The other one is a you lucky, uh, lucky people. A, another crossover with the Gavs, where we're reviewing some non-Star Trek stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then uh, we will be recording this live in Seattle, June 30th at the Pocket Theater. Uh, we would love to see any of you who can make it. Uh, it's it's a pay what you will thing. So if you only got a couple of bucks, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Just you know, us. kick the venue a couple of bucks to. Yes, they have been let very good. You appreciate, to us. you appreciate them. You've definitely heard the words "pocket theater" on the show a lot of times over the years. They are they mm-hmm. are a small black box theater in Seattle. That is where I do all my recording for uh, my other stuff. Um, it's it's a great little space. It's it's small, but that's okay. It also doesn't charge us money to be there. Yeah. So that's why we want you to pay them to, you know, show our appreciation for them letting us do this and for letting us screen the episode. Because I really want to sell this as a, as a good jumping on point as mm. this new series first episode. Come, yep. come watch it and then we'll talk about it. We'll try to like we're probably going to refer to previous Star Treks, but we'll try to keep it largely self-contained. Mm-hmm. And if you want to jump on for the first for the first time or bring someone who you think might enjoy it, that would be the time. Because yeah. It's a new show that is currently airing. You can get on at the ground floor and and keep up currently. I mean, you got to get CBS All Access, but that's CBS's problem, I guess. I mean, the show's got to be coming out on DVD soon, right? Like, I checked and I couldn't find anything. Really? Yeah, you still can only get it through CBS All Access, and oh, that's man. as for our podcast. That's not great. As a, yeah. as a fan, it's not great, but also for our show because there's only one way for you to follow along with us. Unless you live in literally any other country and on the yeah, planet, in I'm, which case it's readily available to you. I am jealous of you for a number of reasons right now, and that's one of them. <laughs> I would sure love to live anywhere but here right now. Yeah. All right. So I think that's all, Matt. Do you have any other further things you want to talk about while we have you? I absolutely do not. Okay. Well, fuck you, Enterprise. 
Go to hell, Rick Berman, and uh, see you next week, people. Yeah, fuck it. See you, folks. The Post-Atomic Horror Podcast is a co-production of Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Copyright 2018. Please don't sue us. We're, we're, we're still just doing this. 